Hey, Money Multipliers. Welcome back to another episode of the Money Multiplier Podcast, where we talk about do our dollars make sense? I'm your host, Hannah Kessler, and we are here in January. So I'm doing a mid-month check-in. Happy New Year, everybody. How has the past two weeks been treating you? Um, I know for myself, I actually, I'm the only one in Florida right now. I'm actually talking to y'all from uh, the home office here in Port Orange, Florida. And uh, mom and dad, they're in Idaho. They're going to be there for about a month and a half or so. My older brother, he, he's been bouncing around Barcelona. I think right now he's in Africa. So he's been taking some time off from his business. And uh, my niece, nephew, and sister-in-law are with him. And then as for my younger brother, get this. He ditched me. So actually, he moved down to Fort Myers, Florida. Because uh, reminder, I-, I live up here in Daytona Beach, Florida. So he moved across the other coast uh, south. And uh, out there, he bought himself his own apartment. So he's living on his own. And uh, he's actually flying right now for a uh, charter company uh, called Jedit. So it's this uh, company that folks can actually rent the planes. And Zach's one of the pilots that will fly them around and do all the chartering with them. So it's been really cool. It's been busy, I'll say, kind of like a mixture of like busy and slow around here. But let me just kind of tell you something new that I'm incorporating into this new year. Um, Because I don't know about a lot of y'all, me personally, I work a lot, right? I will dedicate from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed, I will sit my butt down and just answer emails, answer phone calls, put together content material for y'all. And to be honest with you, towards the end of the year, I was struggling with a little bit of burnout. So how I'm going to cope with that in this next new coming year, because honestly, you can't, for, for all of my entrepreneur folks out there, you You can't mix your business vision with your personal vision. And shout out to uh, Mr. Mark Delfini for that one. I I was in a live seminar that he was teaching. And and how I'm going to cope with that, or I guess better practice and implement that in my life is, is that, you know, when I get up, that is when I'm the most productive. All right. So I'm going to get up at my normal time. I'm going to work for about, I don't know, three and a half, four hours or so. And then I'm going to take a break. I'm going to take about a three, four hour break and I'm going to go do something fun for myself. All right. I'm going to go ride my bike around the neighborhood. Maybe I want to go walk on the beach because, you know, the beach is only about 10, 15 minutes away from my house. Um, Maybe I want to go do a yoga class or something like that. So I'm going to do something a little bit more to more geared towards me and my personal vision, if that makes sense. So I don't know. I encourage y'all. And then actually, actually, after I'm done coming back from that break, I have a new reflection refreshed mind. I'll get back into my work uh, uh, habit and now I'll work for another four or five hours or so, right? And um, and I'm kind of thinking about it too, you know, it'd be good for my West Coast folks if I do that because, you know, us over in the East Coast time, 7, 8 a.m. over here, that's early, early, early for you folks. So um, if uh, anyone wants to really start implementing that in this next coming year. 
So, okay, well, let's get into it. So as you can tell by the title, right, Person Behind the Pod, I thought this would be a good episode to kind of dive in so that y'all can really understand who I am, where I have gotten to, why I've gotten to this place that I am right now, and really traveling around and teaching to y'all about how money really works. Because I'll be honest with you, I am not the smartest person in the room, okay? Yeah, I know some things, right? But honestly, this is all just from teachings and failures and following my mentors and and watching their failures and not doing what they've done. So I kind of just wanted to kind of give you a little bit of background of where I've I've come from because it wasn't all that pretty, to be honest with you. Uh, But before we get into it, a few announcements. So coming up here in the month of February, I'm really excited to meet uh, and see a lot of my IBC practitioner friends at the annual Nelson Nash Think Tank that's held in Birmingham, Alabama. So uh, that's February 22nd and 23rd. And um, I I don't know if it's open to the public. I think you might have to be invited by an IBC practitioner or be an IBC student through the Nelson Nash Institute. But that, that is one of my favorite events, just to go there, collaborate, and really get back to Nelson Nash's standard. And then uh, for my California people, I'm coming out to you. I know you've been poking me to come out to California. I will be there uh, February 24th and the 25th in Anaheim. And this is for the Noteworthy Convention. Uh, So Mr. Aaron Halderman, Ben Fredericks, great, great individuals. Uh, I will be out there speaking on the money multiplier method, this infinite banking concept. So join me, reach out to us, email me, hannah at themoneymultiplier.com, and I can let you know how you can go out and attend that event and meet me in, uh, in person, live. So, all right, let's get into it. All right. And actually, this will be kind of fun. If this is like one of like the first podcasts you've ever listened to, I think this will be a good starting point. So who am I, y'all? Okay, when I get up there on stage, this is one of the first things I talk about. Because what y'all are thinking about is, is that you guys are sitting there in the audience. And I know some of you sitting in the audience may be close to my age. And and, and here's the the age. Okay, so I'm 20. 23 years old as we sit here in January of 2023. I'll be turning 24 in this coming August. And so I've been teaching live just this year. March of 2022 was my first live presentation that I gave. And oh my gosh, can I just tell you too, I was so nervous. Actually, dad, dad sent me out there on that trip all by myself. I was sitting there in my Airbnb in Phoenix, Arizona, and, and and actually what I did is I got up super early that morning and I practiced that presentation three times, start to finish three times over and over and over again. That's how nervous I was. <laughs> but now as I sit here and talk to you over the course of the 2022 year, I've spoken at seven live events and I've done eight live webinars. And, you know, I was doing live uh, webinars before I went out and started teaching. So I started doing those during the COVID time. So back in 2020, and uh, it's a lot of fun, y'all. I just, I love teaching to you because here's what one of my mentors said. He said, give away your best stuff for free. 
I know y'all have heard that before and that's all I'm doing. All I'm doing is I'm giving away my best stuff and my best stuff is what I'm actively and practicing in my own personal life. So I'm just here telling you exactly what I'm doing. As dad always says, the wealth train's gonna keep moving down the tracks. You better be at the station and hop on or you're gonna miss it. It'll keep going. So so that's what we do. You know, we travel around the country and, and we teach this concept to y'all. And so to be honest with you, I don't even remember how I got into that. But anyways, to bring it back full circle, um, right now, where we're at, okay, there was a lot of growth. We've had so much growth since the money multiplier opened up. However, my family, it wasn't always like this. So actually, mom and dad, mom comes from old money, Okay, so parents were uh, farmers. They they had a big farming uh, um, company and an agricultural business in their uh, uh, lifetime. And uh, dad, you know, dad actually they did not do. They didn't create a lot of money and wealth, you know. So so grandma and grandpa they were traveling around. They were salespeople. They loved to travel, and and really money didn't mean much to them. You know, it was more about the family and the love rather than the money. And so actually, really, dad is the one that's really built himself up to where he's at today. And so I just got to explain that because it was very interesting as a child growing up and experiencing those two sides of the family, right? Both of them, very, very loving people, right? Both of them have had, I've had a great experience and a great childhood, but definitely very, very, very different mindsets on wealth, money, and quote-unquote riches, right? So it was interesting. So anyways, mom, oh, God bless her heart to love mom. You know, mom is a very smart woman, all right? So actually, mom met dad in St. Louis, Missouri, okay? Mom is a nuclear engineer, she was working for the Navy at the time. And so she was actually out there, uh, stationed there for a little bit, um, I think doing some corporate or office work, because usually uh, she was living up in uh, New York. And dad, dad was a manager at a Save-A-Lot, at a grocery store, okay? And, and at that time, they actually met on a, <laughs> sorry, mom and dad, if you're listening to this, but they actually met on a speed dating um, um, kind of thing. I was about to say an app because it's the 21st century, but it was a speed dating service, okay? It was an in-person speed dating. And I won't get into the, their full story, but that's how mom and dad met in St. Louis. And at that time, dad was working at the grocery store, and uh, mom, you know, she was she was the one that was bringing in the majority of the income in the family. And, you know, dad was asking her one day and, and, and he goes, you know, I really want to be a chiropractor, but I'm already late into the game. If, if, if I start now, I, I'm going to be too late into the game t- for when I open up my first uh, clinic or my first office. I don't think I should start being a chiropractor right now. And I should just keep trending on this, on this track of being the manager at save a lot. And, and you know what mom said to him? Mom said, well, honey, whether you start school now or you never start school, that time is still going to pass. So whether you're 32 now and 36 when you get done, that time is still going to pass. But when you turn 36 at that point, now 
You are a chiropractor and you're able to go fulfill the, this dream and this desire that you have. So, so it kind of brings me back to one of the quotes that mom and dad always taught me growing up is, is that, you know, it doesn't matter how you start. It only matters how you finish. This is the game of life. So we're all on our own path, whether, whether we're nine months old, nine years old, or 90 years old, right? It doesn't matter how you start. It just matters how you finish. How did you leave this foot, footprint on this planet and this earth? So... So, um, so anyway, so, uh, dad then went to his chiropractic uh, school and, uh, it took him a long time to finish. I won't get into all of that, but, um, but, but it did take him so, quite some time to finish. Cause to be honest with you, dad didn't even graduate high school. Dad actually had to go out and get his GED. So, um, after that happened, uh, then mom and pops moved to Kansas city and in Kansas city, that's where they opened the first clinic. And that's where they raised my brother and I, Zach. So when they moved to Kansas City, Zach and I, we, uh, we, we lived a really good life. It was a really fun childhood. So I'll kind of skip through the part of, you know, we had our preschool days, our, our elementary school days, and we did go to public school. And um, then around middle school time, um, I, I had one of my best girlfriends. Her name is Kelsey. And still to this day, Kelsey and I are friends. You know, so growing up, going through that, and really in the middle of middle school is when mom and pops started to learn about this infinite banking concept. And so during that time, they started practicing it, and I remember the end of middle school going into high school. I remember mom and dad were traveling a lot, okay? So actually, we stayed with a, a full-time live-in nanny. She would, she would live at the house. Her name is Charity. I still talk to her to this day as well. And uh, my grandparents would even come over. And so mom and dad, they were actually going out and they were building the business that we know of as the money multiplier. And during that middle school era going into high school okay I did play a lot of volleyball all right so volleyball was like my favorite extracurricular activity and I played school ball I played some club ball and when I got into high school I went to a specific high school because I liked their volleyball um, a team there I think they were one of the best ones in the Olathe school district in my opinion and then the second thing is is that they actually had this uh, animal health program and because all throughout growing up I thought I wanted to be a veterinarian, okay? I, I love animals, I, I cared for animals, and I thought that's just what I wanted to do when I got older. A veterinarian or a teacher, to be honest. So so I, I went there for that special program, and at that time, that's when I started getting myself into trouble, all right? Mom and dad weren't around. I was a preteen. Hormones were raving, right? And I started hanging out with a not-so-good crowd. And during that time is where I really, really struggled with some issues. Addiction, okay? Alcohol, partying, 
the drugs, you know, hanging out with folks who were twice my age. It, it was just not good. And so, you know, even like sneaking out all the time, mom and dad getting phone calls from the police or, or even the schools. Hannah didn't show up to school today. And I actually got to the point that dad got so fed up and he says, well, I don't know what to do anymore. So you go, you go find her. I don't care. P- punish her. <laughs> right? So it was bad. It, and, and still to this day, you know, I have some ideas of why I had those rebellion stages. And, and, and you know, some of it I think about is just like going through that, that grow up of experimenting as well and finding myself so I I, I just have this really strong I just have a very dominant and strong drive towards something so honestly in addiction it was me personally just going it it, for me personally it's easier for me to go a hundred than it is to go zero and so I was just finding those things that I really liked that make me feel good and and I would just indulge myself a hundred percent pedal to the metal uh, type of stuff okay and so I, I was I was sneaking out. I was running away even that um, mom and dad, they actually tricked me. Get this. It was my sophomore year of high school. Sophomore year of high school is the summer year going into sophomore year. I went up to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania to go visit my older brother. He was living up there at the time. And when he, when I went up there to go see him, I was going to be there for two weeks. Well, I went up there and mom and dad canceled my plane ticket home. Now, I know some of y'all can think that's kind of harsh, but to be honest with you, we, we talk about it to this day. I have no hard feelings about it. Mom and dad were just like, I don't know what to do with you, Hannah. It's either you keep getting into, into trouble and I'm going to get a phone call from a police officer saying that you're dead in a ditch or I could send you off to some boot camp military boot camp we've had plenty of those conversations or I can go send you up to to Pittsburgh and go live with your older brother and 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 so at that time I was like all right that's the best idea let's let's stay with the family let's hang out with uh Sean here for a little bit and and actually I remember my nephew my He's the younger one between my niece and my nephew. And my my nephew, Christian, he was just a baby at the time. And so I was up there. And that's when I kind of started to understand mental health. Okay, because sending a a teenager with all these friends up there, I didn't know anybody. And and it was summertime as well. There's no school going on. I had no way to make any friends. Yeah, you got your social medias. But at that time, you know, I, I really, you know, like, yeah, there was Instagram. But yeah, there was those Facebooks and Twitters. But there wasn't like a a way to like really connect with those people, if that makes sense. So I kind of I, I wasn't doing too hot and and I wasn't taking it very well. Honestly, I would just lay in bed till about the 2 p.m. hour at that time. Then I would get up and actually I, I, I asked them if they would buy me a gym membership because that is something that I like to do. I like to go work out and just be physical. And uh, I, I bought the gym membership. Well, they did, excuse me, to, to uh, the local Y. And I would walk there every single day and I would spend, you know, maybe about two hours there and I remember this so vividly because I I love drama shows as well all right that's kind of my uh, um, secret indulgence I'll say 
And um, I, I remember going there, and it was that midday afternoon hour, and I'd run on the treadmill and watch Dr. Phil. <laughs> but I, I do remember that where we were at, it was opening my eyes to what would lead me down the path if I kept doing what I was doing to myself and my family. Where Sean was living in Pittsburgh, it wasn't the best part of town. I remember walking to the gym and there would be heroin needles all over the ground. It was not a pretty sight. I remember there was gang violence. There was always, um, I I remember always hearing gunshots and the uh, uh, police cars going up and down the the streets. And there, there was always a lot of police officers around there too. And it kind of opened my eyes to that other world of what this bad addiction could lead me down. So then... Some time passed. I guess I quote unquote reformed, <laughs> and, and so then I I uh, I went back to, uh, home to Kansas, and so then I started my junior year of high school in um, Kansas. This was actually now my third high school that I started, and this was the high school that was closer to um, mom, where my childhood home, where, where mom and dad raised us, and so so this high school is about five minutes away from the house, and um, I knew most of the kids there honestly you know it, it was they because you know like in those schools right so middle schools then then the the middle schools within your district would go to the district of the high schools that they were in so this was my high school district of all the kids that I grew up with in middle school and some in elementary school so I knew the kids um but however you know I've been MIA for the last two years so so everybody's got their own little cliques going on and um you you know I I found my way and, and I found some friends there but to be honest with you, I actually met one of my closest friends still to this day. She's in this business actually now with me, and uh, her name is Maddie. And Maddie is the one that that really, I feel like we got each other on the correct path because I'm not going to share Maddie's story, but Maddie and I have the same personalities. <laughs> so so she really, we, when we started hanging out, we really started cr- building and creating the, this strong, solid friendship of how we could help one another and actually it was Maddie that was the one that got me into the music scene and and to this day you know one of my favorite things to do when I'm not teaching this concept to y'all is I love traveling around the United States and watching and seeing my favorite bands uh, play live live music dancing being with your friends I mean there's no better way to experience that this life and my opinion and on top of that you know one of my most favorite things is like even just put it in the middle of a a a a field and I even love that even more I love being out there connected with the nature so Maddie was the one that really got me into the music scene and for that still to this day I'm forever grateful and uh, so Maddie and I we we traveled through our high school years together and um Honestly, during the high school time, I actually graduated early. Um, I was just, to be honest with y'all, I am not that girl that just loved their high school experience. I know there's a lot of people like me out there, and I know there's folks who loved high school, right? 
But to be honest with you, I actually started to block some of my high school memories out just because of such a traumatic time of my development years that it was for me, you know? So what I what I what I did is I actually got done with high school early. I graduated. I, I in my last semester, I had to take like a few extra classes. So I think I took like two English classes, two math classes, and like an extra like elective or something like that. And then that got me enough credits to get my diploma and get out of there, right? So that's what I did. I was 17 years old when I graduated high school. And I was actually working as a waitress at Cracker Barrel at the time. And um, so at Cracker Barrel, you know, that was a lot of fun for me. I I actually really did enjoy the work there. I enjoyed the people there and the environment. And um, to be honest with you, it was my second job, okay? Um, Because prior to that... I actually had a job at one of my dad's chiropractic clinics. That was my first job ever. I believe I was, I was, um, no, no, no. It was before that. I want to say it was my freshman year. I want to say maybe it was my freshman year of high school. I I, I think I was 14 years old at the time. And so I, I was doing that and actually I got fired Dad fired my ass. So from the chiropractic uh, clinic, because I was just, I was just running up a muck, you know, I was just being a little gremlin. So then after that, I, I got the job at, at Cracker Barrel after I, I went out and, and kind of started living with Sean and all that. I got the job at Cracker Barrel. I loved it. You know, it, it was a good time for me. And um, I, it really made me realize how much I love talking to people, connecting with people. Um, I liked the on the go aspect of it. As I get older, I'm realizing I got a little bit of ADHD, I feel like. No, I'm not uh, medically diagnosed, but I'm going to diagnose myself. <laughs> and um, it was fun. It was always fast paced on the go. I actually had some rage regulars there. Actually, my regulars, get this, y'all, they bought mom and dad's house before they moved down here to Florida. So my house that I grew up in, they bought that. I think that's really cool as being one of my regulars at Cracker Barrel. And um, then I started to take some college classes and I actually moved out. So I went out, I got my first apartment. I was 18 years old at this time and I was ready to go. Okay. I I was, I was definitely in that position where I, I don't know how I say it this day is, is that mom and dad and I, we just operate a whole lot better when we're not living within the same walls, to be honest with you. I know a lot of people can resonate with that. So I moved out. Um, it was a little bit before I turned 18 to be exact. And that is where I really started to immerse myself in finances and, and the economy because when you're 18 years old, your parents, they do not have a right to keep you alive anymore, right? I had to pay my own bills, all right? I was living on a waitress salary. And 
there were times where I couldn't feed myself. I actually had to go to my boyfriend at the time and ask him, say, hey, babe, I need a little bit of help with rent because I just don't got the money. Okay. And, and it was at that time that I really started to understand that, all right, maybe this Cracker Barrel stuff isn't what it's all cracked up to be. So what what I did at that point is, is that, you know, I was still trucking along. I was doing my stuff. I was going to school. And at the time, I was kind of contemplating a few things. I wanted to possibly be an accountant, a CPA. I was also thinking about, you know, my passions. My passions, honestly, is fashion design, okay? If I could and if if I didn't have to make the dollars to keep my lights on, I would go out and be a fashion design artist. But... In today's world, in today's society, I didn't think it was it was a good game plan. I was this close to doing it, though. Actually, Dad took me out to Savannah, Georgia, and we toured the school SCAD, Savannah College of Art and Design, and I was thinking about going there. But then I'm thinking to myself, I'm thinking, well, Hannah, why would you go out there and rack up all of this student loan debt to go find yourself a $30,000 a year job? I don't want to do that. So I started talking to mom and dad. We started to mend our relationship there more and more because I kind of skipped over this. But to be honest with you, there was a good length of time where mom, dad and I, we did not talk. We probably didn't talk for a good year and a half besides, hey, happy birthday, love you or Merry Christmas, you know, because they were down in Florida. I was still up in Kansas City. I didn't want to leave my friends. I was doing some community college there. So we just really didn't even talk. So when we started to mend the relationship, mom calls me up one day and she goes, hey, Hannah, I know you're thinking about some things that you want to do. I have an opportunity for you. I need some help over here in the business. And if you come on board and help us, you know, come be a part of this. I'll pay you. You can work from home. I'll train you. And um, at that time, at 18, yeah, 18 years old, I started to be an application specialist for the money multiplier. At first, I'll be honest with you, I didn't take it too seriously like I should have. <laughs> it was fun, though. I, I enjoyed the talking with folks, interacting with them. I enjoyed working with mom and dad. And at that time, I look back now and I really appreciate mom and dad for bringing me into this business and starting me from the ground level up because now I understand the foundation, you know, with what we do with this concept at the end of the day, it is life insurance. You got to understand the insurance companies. You got to understand the insurance companies portfolios, how they invest money, their underwriters, the different uh, uh, sections or branches of that insurance company, even like the different insurance company carriers out there here in the states up in Canada how 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 sometimes even out in Australia get this y'all sorry follow my ADD for a second even out in Australia did you know that they have life insurance out there but it's not whole life you can get term life out there but not whole life so there's just so many interesting little quirks that I've learned going from that ground up So I started working with mom and dad 
and I think it was about seven, eight months in, seven, eight months in, and dad was really pushing me. I think maybe I, I was, I was maybe about to turn 19 or so, and, uh, dad was really pushing me to go out and get my life insurance license and I and I and I I turned to dad and I was thinking to myself well dad all right well I'll do this you know okay you know it's a test and to be honest with you me and test like throw out of high school I did not have to study. I was just one of those kids that I, I, I would go in, I would pay attention during class, I would go home, I would do the homework, but then a test would appear and I would just go based off of the knowledge that was in my noggin. And then and then I, I would pass the test or so. So I kind of played the same game when I went out and got my life insurance license for the first time. And as I look back on it now, to be honest with you, I really don't know why I was doing it. I was doing it mostly just because dad wanted me to go out and do it. I really, my head was not in the game. So what was the conclusion? I failed my life insurance test. I can't take it for another six months. So during that six month time frame, we, I do the studying, dad brings me in, I'm now traveling around with him as he teaches this concept, and, and he shares it with folks, and so then I become more and more serious, so as I'm getting into it more and more, I go back and I take my life insurance test for the second time now, and the second time, I do pass, and I pass with flying colors because now my head's in the game. I I, I found my, my little groove now. I found my drive in it, and I was finally really starting to understand, you know, more of the why, the why behind mom and dad going out and building this business. So I just want to pause here for a second. I guess I want to talk about how... I think one thing that kind of led me to my rebellion age stages and that age and that time frame in my life is, is that it really freaking pissed me off that mom and dad were were not there, okay? To be honest, yeah, they, they would. They would come to my volleyball games, some of them. They would take me around to nationals. And, and you know, we have family vacations and stuff like that. But, you know, it's different when mom and dad are there on a day-to-day basis, right? And so just, just living with charity, living with grandma and grandpa, I still cherish those times. But it's not mom and dad, right? And, and... I, I, I don't hold any grudges to it because I know why now that they were doing it because they were really building this empire for the family. So why I kind of got into that is, is that I started to learn now, okay? I think on the forefront of when I got into the money multiplier business is, is that I really wasn't taking it serious because I was just treating it as like another job. I wasn't treating it like a empire a family legacy that mom and dad are really building here so as I start to see their energy and their work really pay off that's when I passed my life insurance test and that's when I really started to dive into this day in and day out and being passionate about it so now up to this point you know time has passed um, moved down here to Daytona Beach, Florida from uh, Kansas City, Kansas, and uh, I, I own my own house. And um, 
I'll talk about that just a little bit. That this will be kind of fun. So, so to be honest with you, how I moved down here, I didn't even look at my house. Actually, mom and dad, they were the ones sending me pictures and everything like that. And um, Pops, he bought my house in cash. At the time, I believe it was about 150000 and he bought that house in cash from the money inside of his infinite banking policies. And so now what we're doing still to this day is, is that I own the house. My name is on the deed, but dad is the mortgage holder, right? He is my lender. And so dad charges me 13%, 13% for this house that I live in. But it's okay to me because I know that that money is going back into dad's pockets that is then going to better his life, that it that in the end is then going to better my life. And now I have this appreciating asset that's building up liquidity and ownership. Liquidity, haha, I meant equity. It's early in the morning here. So so building up that equity inside of there that I could really use as a tool someday in my future. So we're keeping money in the family. So now that I've been living here in Daytona for four years, going on five years, we'll be in, da- in August... I'm very grateful. I'm very happy to live here in Florida. I tell my folks this all the time. I would never pick myself living in another state, to be honest with you. I will always be a Florida uh, resident. And um, that's what really started the journey of this financial literacy and to teaching and, and, and what the money multiplier is really all about. I truthfully think it's about us being in total control of our whole life, not even our financial life. Let's just take it back and talk about our whole life because that addiction that I was talking to you about, I had those drugs, alcohols, those friends dictating and controlling my life. What I have learned and what I have done up to this point now is I have turned that drive and that addiction into being addicted into teaching folks and really making a footprint on how people can break the bonds that they don't even understand that they are in. I want y'all to take this story and my family as an example that you can do this too. It doesn't matter how old you are. Dad started out on this whole journey of infinite banking when he was 42. He went to chiropractic college when he was about, I believe it was 33 or 34, right? Where most folks go to chiropractic school right after they graduate high school, right? Your time is coming and it's not too late. Actually, I should say your time is now. It is now. It's not coming. Start putting that conscious mind behind your actions now. For all of those things that you have thought about that would be too far to reach, we're here at the start of a new year now. So really take those drives and those passions, write it down and say it to yourself every single day when you get up. I have my goals. I have my immediate goals for this year and I got my 5, 10, 15, 20 year goals.
Okay. And I write those down and I look at them every single day because I know what I think will come into existence. And I want y'all to take that with you as you guide through this 2023 new year. Finally, in my eyes, I think what made me who I am today and so passionate about the stuff that I teach, speaking of I'm thinking about the the lady that I yelled at yesterday because I was getting a little bit too passionate on her. But but, but anyways, I, I think the reason that I'm really here today is because I, I see the struggles that y'all go through. I hear all of the conversations that Pops has had with y'all. I see dad struggles, his family, what other folks are going through. And there are ways that you can correct that to live that prosperous life. Because to be honest with you, wealthy does not mean money. All of it does not just mean money, dollars, and being rich. It means the love, it means the the prosperous life, it means the freedom that you can have, you know, not trading our hours for money anymore. So the infinite banking concept, it's so much more than just a product that we're talking about here. So I really want to leave you off with this. I know this was a longer episode than normal, but but the infinite banking concept is so much more than just a product. It's about how you finance all of those transactions that you're buying. It is about the process of of you being your own banker in your life. You worked hard for your dollars. Stop letting people dictate where those dollars go and when folks get their dollars. You need to be in control. This concept is about total control in financial independency. I tell y'all this a lot too. I tell you that I wanna coach you on how to fish. You need to understand how to fish in order to survive because what you are doing in the financial world is dependent and compared to what everybody else is doing. Quote right from Nelson Nash's book, Becoming Your Own Banker. And finally, I think it's the legacy aspect of it. I think when you really start to bring money, dollars, and wealth around the family table and talk about what's important to the family and what people are doing and what really you're doing and what are your goals, don't don't make it so shy and so cheesy. Get cheesy with the family, right? They're there to be of support and to help you. But as I say that, there's a thought that comes to my mind. I know, I know. When we talk to our family and our friends, sometimes they think that they're doing the best things for us, but those friends and family members could be the folks that are the biggest ones holding you back from your financial success. So sometimes you're going to have to fire your friends and your family members. When dad went back to the family and said, hey, I'm going to sell my chiropractic clinics. I'm going to go out and I'm going to teach this infinite banking concept. Oh, that was not a hot, that was not a good subject for the family. All right. It got everyone a little bit hot and bothered because 
what, Brent? You're you're not smart enough to talk about money. You, you're just a chiropractor. You make great money doing all this chiropractic stuff. You've worked so hard for this. Why would you stop doing that? And, and you know, Pops, he, you know, yeah, he, he made good money doing it, but he wasn't happy. He wasn't happy going into, into the office every single day from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. It just wasn't him. It wasn't the lifestyle he wanted to live. I know some people, they love that. They love going in on a structured schedule basis and meeting with those people day in and day out, but it just wasn't dad. And so, honestly, I'm forever grateful that dad was the one that really took the leap to get us to where we're at now and teaching and really creating this awareness around money and financial literacy here. So that's my goals. That's my goals for this and for the rest of my life. Because to be honest with y'all, <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm, I'm thinking about what some of y'all tell me sometimes is, is that you ask me, you say, well, Hannah, you know, I'm starting this policy now and I'm younger than Brent. What happens when Brent's not going to be around anymore? Well, hey, hello, I'm not going anywhere. I truly think and feel that this is my passion and this is my desire in life. So like I told you back in my high school days, right? I told you that one of my passions is fashion design. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go out there and I'm going to build my resources. How I told you on the forefront, give away your best stuff for free. Because when you do that, you when you go out and help other people get what they want, you in return will get what you want. So the the idea and Hannah's game plan and goal is, is that I'm going to stack up my resources. I'm going to do this stuff and, and I enjoy doing it as well. That's just an added bonus. And Actually, actually, I take that back. No, 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 Hannah, that was bad. I do believe that you should be at a place of employment that you enjoy and and that gets you up every single day out of bed. Now, I get it, I get it. Oh, okay, I'm not even gonna get into that topic. But but that that topic right there, I could have a whole podcast episode on that. But, um... Anywho, I, I I really think it gives me this drive to go out there and to teach y'all about what's going on in, in our money habits. I, I really want to build these resources so that then I can start my fashion design business, treat it as a hobby, go out there. You know my ultimate, ultimate goal? I would love to go and, and vend at these music festivals, sell my clothes at these music festivals. That would be so much fun. But, um, but anyways, just a little bit of insight into my background, my mind, my brain, how I operate, how I think. And, uh, cause to be honest, we, we all got our own little struggles out there. We all got our own stories. And this year I'm going to lead with a hashtag and my hashtag this year is writing my own story. So lastly, this is going to be my year. I'm going to step out of the shadows of Brent Kessler and Hannah Kessler is coming to the forefront and I'm going to teach you and show you about what's been going on in my life and what I've been doing with my own personal finances when it comes to this infinite banking concept. And hey, my line's always open as well. If you ever want to talk about music, art, traveling, hiking, I'm all about it. 
So, all right. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Money Multiplier podcast where we talk about do our dollars make sense? Uh, We will be uploading every Tuesday. So every single Tuesday, weekly, we'll be uploading here on the uh, podcast uh, streams. So wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google, so on and so forth. And then for my YouTubes, you guys will be going live every Thursday. So starting here every Thursday, every week, you will be seeing me live for this uh, podcast episode. I'm really excited to get into the groove, get get some stuff moving and some fluid uh, momentum here and getting some content and material out to you. So um, lastly, if you have not done so already, if this is your first time ever hearing about the infinite banking concept, go to themoneymultiplier.com and uh, up on the top of the homepage, you'll see resources, click on resources, click on presentation, and then that will take you to the, to the hour and a half visual presentation of this infinite banking concept. So uh, follow us on the, the social medias, the Facebook, Instagram. My first name is Hannah, H-A-N-N-A-H. I just thought I just misspelled my name for a second. H-A-N-N-A-H. There we go. Same ways, forwards and backwards. And Kessler, K-E-S-L-E-R. And if you made it this far, send us an email. Send Maddie, M-A-D-Y, at themoneymultiplier.com. And she will send you a copy of our free ebook, Mapping Out the Millionaire Mystery. All right, until next time. Catch you then. <laughs>